Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to invite you to join us at our next workshop coming up January 12th through the 14th in Texas in the peaceful rolling hill country. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. My name is Jonathan, and I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Uh, I've got my good friend Stephen Cervantes here. So, Stephen, thank you for uh, being with us. It's great to be here. Happy New Year. Yes, we are into 2018, and uh, hard for me to believe because uh, you know we are we're going to be wrapping up our 15th year of ministry this wow. this year. And so to think that we've been around for that many years, and uh, I just want to say then on that note, we are grateful to you listeners yes. who have been with us for, actually, I would say 11, 11 or 12 of those 15 years, we've had the, the radio program out there. So we have well over 600 uh, episodes out there, and we want to thank you because the only way that we are able to continue to do that is through the generous contributions of faithful partners like you. Yes, thank and you. So uh for those of you who may be new listeners, at least within the last, you know, year or so, if you'd like to come alongside and partner with us, uh, you can do that by going to our our website at puresexradio.com and then clicking on the donate link. And so And you we, could support two semi-smart guys on the radio. Yeah, we'll we'll have them on next week. Uh, but if you want to if you want to support us, then go to puresexradio.com. Oh, that's great. Um, but listen, I'm excited about this, Stephen, for sort of a New Year's kickoff because you know this is a time of year every year where everybody's thinking. You know, they've sort of reflected over Christmas over mm-hmm. the previous year, and and usually that can bring a sense of well, there's a lot that I didn't get done, right? Uh, but then the new year always brings us about a sense of looking forward and going, what, man, what are the what are the areas that I need to work on? You know, we always have the common ones. Like, listen, I need to I need to get in shape, right? I need to go get a gym membership so I can work off all those Christmas cookies that I ate. <laughs> uh, then we have other ones like uh, I maybe need to do, go on a media fast, or I need to look at how I'm hmm. managing my time, or some of these yeah. kind of other things. I love what you've brought here as something that I can think 
that can have ramifications not only for thinking in terms of like a new year resolution, but a complete life shift. I really feel like there's some things here, Ooh, and, it's, and it's so simple. Big buildup. This is good. Well, and the thing is, what I love about it is so simple. So we're yeah. not we're not going to be introducing something to something to our listeners that's complex, and you got to get a calculator, and you got to get right. tons of notes. It's like really Th- simple. So. Three points. That's it. Exactly. So I want you to take it from there and let All our right. let our listeners know. So what I was we're thinking about. about you know we work with a lot of guys that are under stress, they're in trouble, their relationships are are all battered and and they're waking up from porn use and they're trying to figure out how to grow and be healthy and so I thought what are three skills that that we need every day just three skills that would help us in our emotional spiritual selves so so remember I use emotions and spirit sort of interchangeably because aren't emotional things also spiritual things yeah Yes, fear, is that emotional or spiritual? Yes. Is that love, emotional? Is anger an emotion or a spiritual issue? Yeah, they're, they're totally, they're totally. even if you could talk about distinctions, they're interlinked. That's right. So, so there, there are three emotional, spiritual skills you need to use every day. And so I'm going to tell you them, and then I'm going to go into them. Mm-hmm. So skill number one is grieving. Skill number two is resting, and skill number three is celebrating. So let's just start with skill number one, because this is kind of funny, because most people don't understand grieving, and most churches don't talk about it, and it's such a wonderful skill. It sounds funny, but to grieve is to be healthy. Every day you can make your necessary adjustments if you'll do your grief work. Mm. If you don't grieve, you may get stuck in anger, or disappointment. You might be shaking your fist. You might say, I can't believe this. But if you grieve, we grieve to release. We don't grieve to stay in grieving. We grieve to let go of our disappointments, to let go of what we wanted. We grieve. And grieving can happen in two or three minutes, or it could happen over a year. But, you know, if you're in traffic and somebody cuts you off, Okay, good. We're getting practical here. Because <laughs> I was about to say, this is going to turn into a counseling session where yeah. I'm going to be starting to pepper you with questions about this. So so, so you have to decide. You're in a, a pleasant state, and now you're going to get angry. And how are you going to get yourself back? Mm. So let me let me keep defining this grieving, then you can come up with okay, some good, good questions. Okay, good, because I'm starting to think about this in terms of practical for my own life here. So what must you grieve? Or I grieve. And it's almost everything. Your parents, you have to grieve through them. Your spouse is imperfect, you have to grieve that. Your kids are imperfect, you have to grieve that. Even when they're babies and you want them to be babies longer, you have to grieve that, Mm -hmm. right? Um, They make some choices, you have to grieve that. Right, you get a job, your boss is kind of weird, you have to grieve that. Your coworkers don't include you, you have to grieve that. Right, you had a dream about where you're going, you didn't get there, you have to grieve that. So, grieving is a way to readjust your system to get it back to a calm place. Um, and so then you the alternative to grieving is this. You numb out, you use logic or you distract yourself. So when you have pain, you just ignore it. Just ignore it. 
or come up with some good logic. Well, everybody has that. Uh, that's normal. Uh, just deal with it. You know, uh, it's the way life goes. You know, life's not fair. Okay, just say something logical when somebody's really struggling and they should be grieving it out. Or you could distract yourself. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. People tell you, well, just don't think about it. Don't think about it. It's right there. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Those things don't work. The way to move an issue is to grieve it out. So did Jesus grieve? Well, in Matthew 5, 4, there's, uh, he, this, he's not in this verse. He's in the next one. But, but 5, 4, blessed are those who mourn, mm. for they'll be comforted. So, and did Jesus weep? Yeah, the death of Lazarus, he wept, right? And did he struggle with the the cup, the cross in the garden? God, let this pass. If there's any other way, I don't want to drink this cup of death. You know, he's grieving, right? Mm. Grieving is a process. We grieve to release and move forward. And death entered, when death entered after the fall of man, Death became a part of life. Grief became necessary. Because you don't have to grieve if you're in the garden. There's no disappointment there. But on this side, disappointment, heartache, frustration, irritation. I wanted somebody, they got sick. You have to grieve it, right? Mm -hmm. You, You came in second place. You have to grieve it. Right. So, what kind of thoughts are you okay, having? Okay. So, here? I mean, Skill I'm having all kinds. Well, I'm having all kinds of thoughts here because I think, um, and, and I, I'm, I try to think simply mm-hmm. about this kind of stuff. So, when I hear this, where my, where I first go, and I think this is where a lot of men, especially, go, is okay. How do I even? What does that process look like? I mean, you mm-hmm. talk about Jesus in these situations and all this kind of stuff, but. Okay, so when I am in traffic or when I am feeling frustrated for some difference in my wife or something like that, okay, I might tell my mind, uh, I've got to grieve, right? Because there's all these emotions that are being stored up. What what's the next so step I'm I take? Sad. How do I do that? I wanted something. I shake my fist. I thrash around. I try to get it to happen. It's not going to happen. It's obvious. Somebody's sick. I don't want them to be sick. So then I say, okay, Father, I'm going to have to let this go. I need you right now because all my stuff doesn't work. I can't make me get what I want. Somebody healthy, uh, win the prize, uh, you know, cross the line, get the job. And so I thrash, and when I'm done thrashing, I submit. So grieving is turning over to God saying, okay, I'll work with your program. You, you will allow that person to be sick? Okay, I'm not going to fight you on that. Then help us to live well in this sickness, right? This is the job. I didn't get picked. My coworker got picked. I thrash. I struggle. I mm-hmm. grieve. I talk to God. I say, okay, you don't want me to have the job. That's fine with me, God. I'll take my second place and I'll live it well, right? We grieve it out so we can accept. So let me ask you this from a, when you're talking about this as being, when you think about grieving, resting, celebrating, and and something to integrate into your your daily life, is there is is this an exercise that can be done almost, uh, if I can put it this way, almost preemptively? Can we put ourselves into a state of, I want to release, you know, almost like getting up in the morning and going, I know I'm going to face things today right. 
that are going to be sad or disappointing sure. or upsetting or whatever. Is there a way to prepare ourselves for those through more more of a grief? Because it feels right. like grief is always like a back end kind of thing. But are you saying right. that there's well, a discipline that we can create in our lives? Yeah, and that's a great forward? lead into number two because the goal is to rest our system. To stay in a state of rest, okay? okay? And we grieve to bring ourselves back to rest. And maybe I got the order wrong here. Well, no. Maybe I should have started with rest, and then when struggles come, grieve them out and get back to rest. This is good. I'm glad you're telling me. We're all growing and learning, yeah. you know? So what's rest? Being quiet, being still, right? And uh, Psalm 4610, be still and know that I'm God. And in 2 Corinthians 1.4, there's this verse about comfort one another with the comfort that you have been comforted with. You know, there's this whole idea of comfort together, resting. Jesus went up to the mountain to pray, to be still, to quiet himself. And the whole idea of get your body to rest and work hard to hold yourself in a restful state. So when you get up in the morning, you get up excited, but hopefully peaceful and restful. And the goal is to hold your rest all day. Shame is going to scream. False identity is going to tell you you're defective, right? Fear is going to whisper you're going to fail and be rejected, right? We we don't want to be embarrassed. We're going to make mistakes. But how do we hold that whole dynamic in a restful place and say, look, I'm just a regular guy. I'm going to have some battles today. One of my tools is to grieve well. My goal is to rest well. Yeah, so as you're saying that, um, there, so this the rest idea at least seems to um, make a little more sense in my mind. However, I think I've, I've learned in recent years that I have thought I knew more about rest than I really did. And what I mean by that is I think I had, I used to have a much narrower idea of what rest really was, which is mm-hmm. like, hey, just take time off from work and go go sleep or play golf, right? Yeah. And I used to think of it in terms of activity versus inactivity, right? Okay. What I'm hearing you say is there's something more that includes not just the body and being able to slow down and provide maybe Mm -hmm. some physical rest, but there's a different kind of rest that you're talking about on a different level completely. And maybe we can... And what can, is that? Maybe Say you can that. unpack a that a little bit more. Well, we're talking, here about, we're talking here about emotional and spiritual skills, right? Right. So clearly it seems to me like you're putting rest in a category that's not merely about taking a nap in the afternoon... Now, that can include that, right? I see. Oh, you're saying different than your interpretation of sleep Different than I think a lot of people think of rest. A lot of people think of rest as, I just need more sleep, or I need to take a nap, or I need a vacation. And what I'm hearing you say is, if this is going to be something that's integrated as a spiritual and emotional discipline, right. it's got to be something that... that touches my soul yes. on a different level than simply physical rest. Is no, that that's correct? a great point. It's, it's to quiet our minds... And to rest in the presence of God in our soul so we can just be still and we can be at peace. Okay. Right? Because if you're sitting quietly and your mind is racing, there are people that turn on their TVs because they don't want to sit with themselves because their minds torment them. Right? There's no rest in the mind. There's no skill that says, okay, let's just be quiet and let's just be still. Well, you got to get this stuff done. No, no. No, thank you, brain. Good job. I don't want to make my checklist right now. 
So that's you know, another. So that you're quiet, and you're you're saying I should explain that that better. Well, what I'm saying is that for me, as one of those guys that actually has a pretty difficult time of of the mind rest, mm-hmm. I would love a little bit more. Uh, if I can put it in these terms, direction towards that of like, okay, listen, so what does that look like when, when, uh, and I think a lot of our listeners would like that too. We live in a hyper um, mm-hmm. active culture, right? Where even just with, when you start thinking about the numbers of screens and media and social and blah, 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 all these kinds of things that are pulling at us at any given moment of the day, what does it look like then to quiet the spirit, quiet the soul, quiet the mind? When, even if you do get some of that time off from work or these other activities, mm-hmm. everything internally is still racing. I'd lo- of so a little, let me ask you a question. Do you race when you're talking to God? Or does the other stuff up there sort of go to the background or does it go away for a few minutes when you're saying, okay, God, I just want to talk to you a few minutes. Yeah. I've got a lot of stuff to do today and need your help, what happens to your mind? I am very, um, and it's, it's a, okay, it's tough to admit. So thanks for calling me out. On, on, on <laughs> You're the one that brought it up. Yeah, no, no. I was going down my outline. I, wanna, I, wanna I know. You, <laughs> that's good. The, no, that's good. I'll take is, it. <laughs> I'll take it. Is, that's uh, funny. I, to, to reply to what you're talking about, the, only, the first thing that popped into my head, and the younger people won't even know what this is, was uh, a lot of it looks like a pinball machine. Yeah. So I'll shoot in one direction mm-hmm. in terms of, okay, I'm, I'm making either a request of God or I'm starting to have a conversation with God. And the next thing you know, it hits a bumper and boom. It, okay, now I'm over to one of these other thoughts. Yeah. Okay, but then I'll kind of bring myself back. And so That's it's kind of like, bing, 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 bing. It's kind of all over the place. And in some ways, I've, I've, there's, a, there's a type of familiarity I've gotten with that. So I haven't shamed myself about that. Good. But what it is is I feel like, man, I'd like... I'd like a little bit longer in one direction in my mind towards that quietness. And there have been moments where I've had that more than, and even seasons where I've had that more than other seasons, but it's still the way my mind works. It's constantly ping, 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 kind of all over the place. So, and when you start to talk to God, so I just need to talk to you a few minutes. I'm trying to get through the day. I've got lots going on. Kids sick. We're running in 10 directions. Got to get to work. What happens to the other ping, ping, ping? Or is it going on in the background? Or is the prayer pinging too? Yeah, the prayer almost becomes just part of the mix. The and, pinging. And and I mean, the, what I've learned, though, in some ways, too, is to put myself in an environment that at least lessens that. So I have a place in my house that is where every day I have my time in the Word and my oh, time with God. Good. So that condition that has conditioned me and trained me a little bit to know this is my peaceful place. Yeah. So even even if the things internally are still kind of pinging, I've at least put myself in an external environment that yes. is quiet and still, and you know it's right in front of a window overlooking our Three Oaks, and just I mean, it it at least helps right. toward and that so end of rest. I think you have to talk to your mind. Are we almost out of time? We have a few minutes no, left. We We're good. Minutes, okay. Right. So 
Um, I think you have to talk to your mind and say, okay, I know you want to think 10 things right now, but I just want to hold mm-hmm. on one. I just want to hold on one. And it's going to keep, it's going to resist you, right? Because there's going to be a battle now between the guy in charge and the program that has been trained and conditioned. Yeah. This is how we live. This is how we live to say, okay, we're going to slow it down. We're going to slow it down. And, you know, people do meditation. They do prayer retreats, right? They, that's all, what that's all about is... Could you learn your mind, and could you talk to your mind, and could you befriend your mind, and could you coach your mind? He says to sit down a minute. I'm going to talk to the Father. Everything else, quiet down. No, no, quiet down, please. Quiet down. No, I have to talk to the Father right now. And so I start, and then I say, okay, quiet down, please. And I'm, you know what I mean? I'm trying to train my mind to be, to, to work with what I need right now, because I'll tell you, sometimes that pinball thing is a fantastic thing, tool. Yeah. Just get 10 things going, and you watch Jonathan, and guess what he's doing? He's got a new one of these, one of those. He started this, he's talking over there, and he's big, and he's little, and he's, you know what I mean? And now that 10 thing is is a pretty good thing. We couldn't have got here without the 10 thing. Right. But we need the 10 thing and we need the quiet thing. And I think what's good about this is if you, since we're talking about this in in a new year and when we yes. typically think about establishing new patterns, both with the, these two that we talked about with grieving and resting, these are good disciplines for our mind, for our soul yes. to get into. And I think a lot of times we don't attach that word enough to our soul care. That word discipline. Mm. We tend to think that soul care is almost supposed to just be sort of this, um, you know, mystic and mysterious kind of thing that if we just get some kind of circumstantial formula mixed together in a certain way, it'll just spit out this Mm. really healthy soul. And what I'm hearing you say is you have to be intentional about grieving losses and disappointments and all that. You have to be intentional intentional about speaking rest into your mind. Yes. And so let's talk about what the intention then is regarding the celebrating. The celebrating. Think about this. I mean, think about heaven, right? And I was reading Revelation, and it says, hallelujah, all over the place, you know. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's this, just this grand celebration where everybody gets together, and we're celebrating the creator and the creation. Uh, so I'm tracking the theme of celebrating, right? Heaven, and then think about the Jewish holidays, right? What what were they doing? They were celebrating that God took them and for, saved them for days. I mean, yeah, for, sometimes for months. In Egypt, we were in Egypt, and now we have the Passover to celebrate. We were taken yeah. out, right? They have the Festival of Lights, and just go right on. They celebrate, right? It's a part of of the design. The working best is to find your joy and celebrate. And uh, what's worship every Sunday? We get up and we say, you're the God and I'm not. And I got the order right and I'm going to sing you a song. And it's going to rest my soul. It's going to put me in the right place. I'm going to get some new ideas, get some peace and refreshment. But I'm celebrating Yeah. on Sunday morning, right? Yeah. And so what's the example in the New Testament? When's Jesus show up doing miraculous thing? At a wedding feast. What are they doing? Celebrating marriage. They've got the bride and the groom. And what does he do? He shows up with two bottles of wine. Okay, that's not yeah. exactly right. But, <laughs> but I mean, that's sort of what he does. He cel- he joins the celebration. Um, and what is what are we talking about? We're talking about rejoicing. 
We're talking about singing, dancing. Just look at a child. Mm. I mean, they get a truck. They celebrate their truck. You know what I mean? This boy is going through the woods and the dirt, and he's showing everybody his truck. He's so excited. Yeah. And that's that's I guess that's one of my questions. Then, so we can think of celebration. There, if you think about celebration, though, kind of what you described there, there always has to be an object of the celebration, right? Keep going. Like, in other words, in other words, there's always something that is being focused on that we are celebrating. So I think of it this way, you know, I just recently. We just recently celebrated my oldest daughter's 17th birthday. Yes, that's good. We didn't, it wasn't just random in terms of our, we were celebrating her life. Yes. So when you talk about this issue of kind of developing this emotional and spiritual discipline of celebrating, what is it we're focusing on that we are celebrating? Well, and I think we have joyful hearts. And so, did you have lunch with your daughter today? Yeah. Do you understand you and your daughter celebrated a meal? You celebrated a relationship? You celebrated some stories about her life? Mm-hmm. She celebrated time with her father and told the world, go away. My dad and I are going to get together and celebrate our union. Yeah. I mean, I think it's everywhere when you think about it, right? It's just, it's like us in the garden and the creation. Look, it's a new tree, right? Look, there's a squirrel right there. I mean, we are alive and joy should come out of us. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we can make up things to celebrate. We can find things to celebrate. When you have such joy in your being, and happiness you, comes out. And I guess so, another thing that I'm kind of hearing you say within that is that there's this connection between uh, in in celebrating, there's this connection between joyfulness and gratitude. Yes, and I would say that I guess where if we keep following that path, then it ultimately leads and ends with God, right? I mean, so when you're celebrating that that meal, you're celebrating a relationship, you're celebrating these things. If we take that sense of joy and also that sense of gratitude. Don't they ultimately, at the end of all of that, don't they ultimately yes. have to? Because it, we all came from God, and so right. so I don't, I'm not trying to make this overly no, no, spiritual but we're or trite or anything. Like God, that. but the idea is, I guess, what you're saying is within all the elements of our daily lives, mm-hmm. there's lots of things to celebrate. And I guess, in, and what I'm saying is, I said, I guess I'm saying that behind that, then. We can see God in all of those things. That's right. And you think about it. You have a soul. You're made in the image of God. You're forgiven. You're redeemed, right? We've got a great ending. And it's almost like, does that bring you joy? Can you? Do you have joy? And shouldn't your joy come out with a smile? Mm-hmm. With When you see someone you haven't seen, we're just going to celebrate that we're back together because we've been apart, right? I mean, I just think our soul is made to celebrate. Now, the world says a crappy place and you can't believe and people hurt you and they cheat and they lie and they steal. Right. But it's just like we're not part of this culture. This isn't the end all for us. We yeah. are a chosen people, Right. Just that is something to celebrate. Mm-hmm. 
So that it just should bubble up out of us, smiles and gratitude and, and hugs and, you know, yeah. we're, we're going to a great ending. We can enjoy today because we have the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. We've got a great story. You understand? We're called the redeemed. Oh, absolutely. It's like yeah. joy should bubble up out of our soul. So then let's wrap this up. We've got a couple minutes and I want to just pull it all back together. Okay. This issue of grieving, resting, and celebrating. So so talk to that listener out there who is saying, okay, I, I get it. I need to make this resolution. What would be your words of encouragement to So here's my forward? example I started and didn't finish with. I'm driving down the road, okay? There's a lot of traffic. I've got my radio on. I'm singing a Christian song. I'm I'm celebrating with yeah. my word. I'm, and all of a sudden, the guy chops in on my space. It's all the space I got, and he just took it. And now my body surges with fear. I have to grieve the fact that this guy put me in danger. Right? I have to grieve the fact that I can't have my space that I want. I have to get mad and yell at him, or or what I say is, "Oh no." You can't have my rest. Mm. I am holding my rest today. And I'm going back to celebrating as soon as they get more space between you and me. But I had to grieve that moment. I had to protect my rest because you understand I want to scream and yell and shake with, you know, signal him with my finger, yeah. the <laughs> gesture, and, and, and yell and scream in the car. And I went all my flesh to say, I've been wrong today. Yeah. But I say, oh, no, I'm going to grieve this. I'm going to hold my rest, and I'm going back to singing my, the next song that comes on. Yeah. Well, it makes me think of the, uh, the passage where Paul is exhorting us to rejoice in the Lord mm. always. And I love the fact that he says, I'll say it again, Oh, rejoice. That's good. It's almost like immediately after he wrote it, he knew there needs to be a reminder right away because uh, what will happen, that's good. the moment I say, I'm rejoicing in you, Lord, somebody cuts us off, right? That's right. And he'll say, I'll say it again, rejoice. <laughs> Go get so, back to the And so what joy. I guess that's part good. of what you're saying then is this this grieving and this, this uh, resting and this celebrating will bring a sense of maybe stability and wholeness in our soul. And that's what we're fighting for every day. We want to use yeah. these skills every day so that we can run a peaceful life full of joy and we can adjust to everything thrown at us that's going to mess us up. And it seems to me, too, like what this will do is have a direct impact on how we deal with temptation, mm-hmm. relational difficulties, all those kinds of things that tend to want to steer us away mm-hmm. into either sexual sin or something else if we can learn how to grieve and rest and celebrate. Well, listeners, we hope that this has been uh, incredibly encouraging to you. I know it's been very encouraging to me, and uh, we want to hear from you. We want to be able to walk along with you. We want to help you in being able to establish these disciplines of grieving and resting and celebrating in your daily life as the year unfolds. So please reach out to us at puresexradio.com, or you can get us on Twitter at puresexradio. And until next time, uh, we look forward to seeing you back here and have a great week. Happy New Year. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.